Did you get to watch by chance? Since we were talking about it with T Row, did you get to watch Manziel last night, or were you too busy with the high school? Ask you. Yeah, too busy with the high school stuff. I could have at the end of the night, but I didn't think about it. Maybe I need to put a reminder. reminder. Yeah, in the phone. I've watched it, dude. I Toby just hit it on the head, and it, it was one of those moments as we welcome you into the Plank Show on a Wednesday. Wednesday. Gosh, I keep thinking it's Tuesday. What a hey! It's Wednesday already. Let's go. Uh, hold on, let me check the counter here. Seventeen days, one hour, and fifty-five minutes to Oklahoma Sooner football. Ten days, one hour, fifty-five minutes to college football. We got a lot of camp updates coming up today. We got to know the safety room a little bit more last night during OU practice. And when we do that, it's brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer Real Juice. Now, Josh Helmer, I'm not going to demand anything of you ever in the history of this show. Okay. But I feel like I'm going to demand that you have to watch this because we got to talk about it. We've got to get through it. And what Toby said stayed with me. I don't know how to break this to you. But there's really no happy ending to this. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, there probably shouldn't be, right? No, there shouldn't be. I was I was trying to think of a I was trying to think of a comparison, right? And and I don't I don't know how that well, I know how that poll would look if we put it up here at KRF Sports on Twitter. Johnny Manzel's run for as memorable and as talked about what it as it was, in terms of, I guess, college football quarterbacks runs, kind of typical about the amount of time. But as far as just in general, I mean, it's pretty short-lived. And not even – and I'm not just talking about the NFL career, that, again, I'll die on the hill that I firmly believe that he could have easily had an NFL career – Maybe even still playing today if things would have connected for him. Or maybe at some point, Texas A&M would have said, all right, dude, enough of your ass. You're suspended. Go get your mind right or you're out of here. Go get, go get your mind right or you're out of here. And maybe that would have helped. Maybe I, I don't know. But A&M, A&M allowing him to get away with so much was just wild in my mind. But back to the point. It was very short-lived, and not he wasn't even talked about as a Heisman candidate, at least in my memory, until the Alabama game. That's right. And then they beat Alabama, and you're like, what? Sit up in your seat a little bit? It's like the video game meme where the guy sits up in his seat. It's like, who is this kid? Holy smokes. And he's just a freshman? I mean, he was only at A&M three years. He only played in... He didn't even start every game. Well, he started every game of the freshman year, but he didn't even start every game because of the suspension of his second season. It's just so short-lived. But I wonder, would you take that kind of impact at a short amount of time at A&M as opposed to, say, I don't know, Colt McCoy at Texas getting to a championship game and falling short and never winning a Heisman Trophy? I mean, it's wild because while Manziel is one of the most talked about dudes maybe that we've had post his career that didn't do anything in the NFL in college football history because the impact he made in college football, a guy like Colt McCoy had an infinitely better career both in college and in the pros. And I kind of think some people are like, oh, yeah, we take that Johnny Manziel impact. We take that in a heartbeat. 
But you got to watch it, man. It is. It's been out for I think today is a week, right? That it because it came out last Wednesday. But do yourself a favor because you're gonna. As somebody who loves college football, and we were, was I here? I think it was right before I moved down, or I was in in doing shows and talking about it and thinking back about it. It's kind of wild to just see how much of a train wreck it really, truly was behind the scenes. Yeah, I I know that I'm going to enjoy it. Between Manziel and Colt McCoy. Yeah, which which I mean the highs of the team were yeah definitely higher with Colt McCoy. That's right. But the pop culture sensation and the Heisman that Johnny Manziel was, I mean, it's kind of hard not to say Johnny. I know, right? And if uh, Manziel was on those Texas teams, oh, man. Yeah, read Patrick's text that just came in. Someone left the text line up in the studio, so it's anything that pops up I'm going to see and try to read. They said Manziel generated $740 million for Texas A&M. I believe it. 740. I would I wonder what that number would look like for individuals like McColt McCoy. I wonder what that number looks like for Baker. Oh, huge. Right? It, I, I I just please do yourself a favor. You're gonna love it. Not if not tonight, tomorrow night. So that way, because next week, dude, we're left lane hammer down to college football. Might watch it this afternoon. It'd be worth it. It'd be worth it. How was the uh, Tuesday night? Anything exciting in the Helmer household? It was good. It good. was good. Good. A little good. more war volleyball. How'd it go? Who won? Uh, it was. It was good. More took it in uh, straight sets. K-Ref was Sports. close. TV. So yeah. You going somewhere tonight too? Uh, Norman North softball show tonight. See you at Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, softball show! I didn't know. It's like I was driving to pick my kid up. Yesterday, and there was like a softball game going on. It's like, we're doing this? All right, let's go. Oh, left lane hammered down, as you like to say. I know, man. So the Planks had a very, very frustrating night, Josh. After returning home from a uh, – first of all, I did get to go out, thanks to my, uh, my buddy Mike and his son for going out, and thanks to Alan and Peyton and the crew out of the trails. I did get to go play nine yesterday. I just wanted to give all of you uh, – Tuned into Plank's current golf addiction and update, right? It, it all fell apart, dude. I I don't know what happened. I think I got a little bit too cocky. I, I, I only hit like three balls in the driving range. Like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> also, I was in a hurry because I knew I was going to leave early because I wanted to pick up the girls from school. On you were first never day. mentally there. You're right, number one. Number two, it's just – I was telling Brian Vineyard, our boss and the co-host of the Gimme Zone here on the Ref Radio Network, I was telling him, I'm like down, down. I was up, man. Not thinking Chris Plank is going to go win the club championship or anything of that nature. I'm not going to become, you know, Ty Webb or Danny Noonan. I'm not going to be Brian that good. Vineyard. Or Brian Vineyard. <laughs> or Mark Van Hoos, vhfence.com. I just, I wanted to shoot in the 80s. I want to shoot in the 80s. I want to consistently shoot in the 80s. I want to have a round of golf where I don't have to walk 50 steps in front of me to pick up the first drive that didn't get past the ladies' tee. Or I want to be able to just not shank one off into the neighbor's yard every time I drive a ball near a house. Just That's all I want, Josh. Is that asking for too much? No. It all came crashing down yesterday, bro. I mean, in one fell swoop. 
What happened? What What were the big struggles? Everything that could go wrong went wrong. Couldn't get off the tee box appropriately. Very first swing. First tee. I've got a hybrid in my hand because it's a you don't want to drive the hole. Trustier. Trusty, right? <laughs> Bro, I topped it and it didn't even get to the next set of tees. Yeah, that's like a- and Allen was sitting right there. I'm like, oh my goodness. That's a tough start. So it was a little bit of a rough day. But to the happiness, and right, because we're an uplifting show here. And since I'm asking myself how my day was, well, no, you asked. You asked. That's fair. You you said and how was yours? We took the girls to ice cream, took them to dinner, went to hideaway, celebrate the first day. We proceeded to leave one bag at Baked Bear and one phone at hideaway. And we didn't find out about it until after we got home until like 9 o'clock. So you had to go on a... I had to go on a little... Hey, I was, I was on the Tour de Norman last night, everybody. I got to hear all of Jason Smith's hot takes. At How About a Fresca. Oh, my goodness. I'm doing that show Friday night. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah, I've got to ram my head into a wall With Swollen through. Dome? I don't know. Well, I don't think Swollen Dome likes me anymore. I love him. I think it got out that I was thinking about quitting radio after doing that Did show. Did he tune into this no, program? I think he tuned into this show. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just. I'm totally joking. But, no, I'll be in on, on But Friday he really does hate you now? No, I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think my man Mike Harmon has the capacity for hate. He's a great dude. So I went on this. All right, got I call first you got a call, right? It's nine nine o'clock at night because of course after day one, Josh, parent parental lesson, parental lesson here for everybody involved. After the first day of school, all those school supplies you think you bought, all those school supplies you think they needed, guess what, Josh? There's more. And they always need to be bought right away, and they always need to be bought that night. We gotta go get them. We got dad, 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 dad. I did not have a protractor. I'm like, no, by the way, no, no offense to engineers or anyone that's listening, but I'm like, who uses a freaking protractor, right? Why do I need to go get a protractor? And how, Walmart, are we out of them? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know they were a thing anymore. I just used to draw the little circle in the middle. I don't even know what they do. But I was looking for one the other night. Or last night, I should say. Hey, hey, we got to keep the protractor business in business. So we go home, and by the time we get home, is and you know me, I'm carrying a purse now because I tend to lose everything. Well, guess what? Guess what? I left at the Baked Bear. I left the purse. Oh no! Right? I mean, we're and that's got everything. That's got everything in it. It might even have some illegal stuff in it. I don't know, but it has everything in it. So well, you should know. <laughs> we'll find out when we go through airport security soon. But yeah, I I've never done that. So. As I'm circling back, Josh, to pick this up last night at 9 o'clock. And by the way, thank you to the Baked Bear people. That was really cool. Uh, you guys grabbed it. I mean, there, I had my wallet for some reason. But I would have been walking to work today. So thank you, Baked Bear. Number two, as we get home, as I'm driving to pick this thing up, my daughter calls me, which again, past her bedtime. So it's like, what's going on here? She goes, hey, is mom's phone in the car? So I'm like, because I had to take her car. So I was minivan life in it because my keys in the bag that I've left at the Baked Bear. So as we're driving to the Baked Bear, it's like, I've lost my phone. Because I'm like, it's not in here because it would be ringing on the Bluetooth, right? That's how TJ helped me find my phone a couple years ago. <laughs> like, I can't find my phone. And then all of a sudden when I'm in my car, it rings on the Bluetooth. So, yeah, ended up finding out we left it at Hideaway. So thank you, Hideaway. We retrieved both 
of the goods. So I think, honestly, Josh, I may have taken the biggest L of the day yesterday. Horrible at golf. Uh, leaving things all over Norman last night where I'm having a tour of the town. Like a Where's Waldo situation. That's right. Very good comparison. Thank you for allowing me to vent a little bit. Well, you really did a great job going and retrieving everything. <laughs> I was having I, – I don't drive – we have a – well, I guess I don't drive around town my wife's car very much, so I was driving her minivan last night, and I was having a conversation with myself as I was leaving the neighborhood – you go to Campus Corner, right, at 9.30 at night, and you're pulling in. You're pulling down Campus Corner. Fit right in. With a sweet Honda Odyssey minivan. <laughs> Bro, and it was, I'm not kidding you, it was pretty dead. It seemed like it whenever I was pulling in. And then as soon as I parked that car, I just felt like people came out of nowhere. It's like, where are all these kids coming? Minivans hey, here. Hey, hey. Loser minivan driver who forgot his MERS is here to pick things up. Fun night last night. Let's get to camp. All right, thank you for giving me me time. It's 916 on the ref. When we come back, neutral vodka seltzer. Uh, we'll dive into what ended up being, Josh, thought pretty good day yesterday for news. Tailgating is back on Lindsay. Some of the rules I found interesting, so I need, I need the true tailgaters to mansplain it to me. But it just seems as if every time we hear from Reggie Pearson and Peyton Bowen, you kind of get a little bit more confidence in what's going on in the back end of that defense. And we'll spread that confidence next right here on The Ref. Our camp updates are brought to you by, sorry, Neutral Vodka Seltzer Real Juice. Ah, delicious. Just 100 calories. Trevor texted me this morning, and he said the Neutral guys are coming in studio next week. That'll be cool. You think? That'll be really cool. I need, I, I will say, I'm not a watermelon guy, so we'll be all about the pineapple here. But I'm excited to meet him. Not a watermelon guy. Never have been. It's like, and it's the fam's favorite. It's not mine. What you feel like we, I got a couple clips here from uh, Reggie. For some reason, I always want to say Reggie Hammond because I think of Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> so. Hey, that'd be pretty cool. So. So, Reggie Hammond, Beverly Hills Cop, Reggie Pearson met with the media yesterday. Uh, before we get into some thoughts, here's a part of what he had to say about the depth that's in that safety room right now and kind of how they're feeling about it. Uh, we even moved someone like uh, Justin Harrington is actually a linebacker, but he's moved in the safety group as well. He's our hybrid guy. And uh, so me and him pretty much play the same positions from Cheetah to Free. And uh, we got a little bit mixed up with that now. So uh, uh, BV does a good job with just putting people in different spots everywhere and having us all learn different spots. So we kind of like when somebody does go down, somebody's already ready and prepared uh, for uh, that game week. And we don't really, you know, um, drop a step or miss a step. Hey, is that news? Little, little cheetah? Had, had that been a known thing that Reggie Pearson was working as a cheetah some? Maybe, but okay. uh, I had the same reaction as you just okay. now. It's like, okay, so if something happens to one of those other two guys, Reggie Pearson would be seemingly next in line. Are we, as of August 16th, year of our Lord, 2023, are we looking at Pearson as a Sharpie? far as a starter in that back end right now or do we see him still competing 
in the eyes of Josh Helmer. If Josh Helmer was putting together the Oklahoma Sooner depth chart, and I'm telling you, I, I don't, was, I don't, I don't know that I'm ready to say yes yet. Okay, but uh, I would sharpie that he's going to play significant snaps for sure, and probably he's going to wind up being a starter. I wonder who has been. I wonder who's been a surprise in that room, right? There's got to be somebody, and not just you know people that Reggie Pearson or Peyton Bowen have talked about. But I wonder if there's anyone that has kind of been a, oh, where did where did this guy come from? Youngsters? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't I, – I mean, Peyton Bowen, obviously, right? But beyond, uh, yeah. yeah, Peyton Bowen. If there's anyone else that's kind of caught Coach's eyes in that mix so like far. Like a Robert Spears Jennings? How healthy is he? Do we know yet? I like him a lot. I think he's got a chance to be really good, but I think it's also a situation where it's about just, you know, getting healthy. Real quick, one more from uh, Reggie Pearson. He was asked, and by the way, courtesy of the crew over at Sooner Scoop, I think this was Bob Prisbillo's recording device, but he was asked, was Reggie Pearson, the difference between where he feels and how he feels today versus when he first came to norm um i get like when you come in as a transfer you kind of feel that that sense of like uh being a guy and like coming in like okay they see me as this guy i'm this standard whatever and what bv kind of holds you to even higher standard to where like you feel like you come in as a freshman so that that i feel like that's the best thing that i've had to counter with when i got here because uh of course, uh, I'm always hungry and humble, but just playing for so long, you kind of get this sense of like uh, comfort within like playing football in college, and like you kind of get this uh, understanding of how fast the game goes and the defense and the relationships that come with it. But here, it's kind of like you have to build it, like restart, like from like beginning. So it is special since I've got here and I've appreciated every moment, every practice. Um, of course, not feeling like 100% after day one, but like always feeling like a, a part of a different program. Might be a bit of a corny response on my part, but I think that's kind of a cool way to look at it. Hey, they see us as, they see me as this guy. They see me as this, and I've got to be held to that standard. And oh, by the way, this is all new to me. So it's it's almost like you're a freshman, but, you know, uh, you're, you're coming in with this, uh, hey, here's Reggie Pearson. He played a lot at Texas Tech, and the guy's going to slide right in yeah. or be a difference maker. And so, you know, all the while you're learning. Dang, let's just let's stick with a couple more of these. You, you good a little bit of Reggie oh, Pearson here? Roll along. I, I love the post-practice This audio. is from last night's post-practice. And I think that what, you're learning a lot. And it's a new situation, so you're trying to lead and learn and at the same time adjust. But Reg Pearson was asked about staying level and kind of implementing or at least teaching that to some of the younger guys, too, and how he struggles with it. It's very important because, uh, I, I mean, still as an older guy now, I still struggle with it. Still, like, uh, uh, I didn't feel like I had the scrimmage that I wanted to have, and it kind of uh, – kind of like put me down a little bit but it's also more of understanding that I got more practices and, and more opportunities to come after that and uh, we just got a video today with uh, JJ Watt and Rondell Moore and Hard Knocks and 
Rondell was mad about dropping the ball, and JJ was just telling him, like, it's Wednesday, not Sunday. So just kind of been, like, having that mindset of, like, it's okay to mess up in practice, of course. Uh, try to be your best and do your best, but uh, also you got more days to, to fix all those mess-ups and, and uh, failures. I kind of like him. It also feeds into the concern that we've heard from a few people about the safety play on certain day during the scrimmage, right? That literally, he says, hey, man, I have the scrimmage. I want it on Saturday. But in watching, that had to be an old hard knocks. I think he was watching, what, an old Arizona Cardinals hard knocks? Rondell Moore talking to J.J. Watt. Hey, man, it's Wednesday. It's not Sunday. Get your mind right. Learn from it. Pretty good advice right there, isn't that's, it? That's good. Move on, right? On to the next. I think this is probably that one question that people are most intrigued by when it comes to Reggie Pearson, and that is learning this defense and what that process has been like because what do we hear a lot? This is a hard defense to learn or at least a hard defense to master. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I first stepped in, uh, kind of learned the defense pretty fast. Uh, heard that from a couple of my other teammates in their interviews. But um, uh, just kind of getting them uh, a better comfort and understanding of, like, it's not easy. Uh, it's going like, it's going to happen that you don't know everything like it's it, it's going to confuse you a little bit things is going to change especially in the season how we uh, like pretty much prep for other teams and things like that so um, just giving them uh, a little bit more grace on their end and, and helping them understand that like it's going to come they have time uh, of course I don't but <laughs> um, just you know uh, capitalizing on those days you know we Reggie Pearson. They got time. I don't. Yeah. Listen, they got time. They got time to learn this. They're going to be fine. I need to learn this now. now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll hear from Peyton Bowen coming up a little bit later on. But the – it really seems, Josh – and by the way, Ted Roof, too. Ted Roof was really good last night. Who do all we get? Isaiah Coe, Austin Stogner, Reggie Pearson, Andrell Anthony, Coach Roof. Um Trace, oh, Trace Ford and Jackson Arnold were yesterday, or two days ago now. But we get Peyton Bowen coming up here in just a bit. How's that sound? Good? Sounds tremendous. Can it my Chevrolet text line when we come back? Uh, anything that really kind of caught your ear? I mean, is there, is there I think a the, lot to the, the cheetah position conversation oh, I'm, with Pearson? I'm, I'm sure there's – I don't know if there's a lot to it. I expect him to play more free safety, but, you know, you get into a pickle – uh, maybe some cheetah here or there, but I just think the uh, the first cut was the most interesting. Talking about, hey, I'm viewed as this this leader, this guy, this experienced uh, veteran, and yet everything's new to me. I- I'm learning. I'm-, I'm like a freshman in some ways. So that's uh, and then you know, full circle with the final comment there, which is, hey, they everybody's they got time. Well, but I, I don't. don't. <laughs> you know, it's like, so yeah, he's got to get it going. Pretty impressive stuff. We'll hit the uh, Kinnipamire Chevrolet text line and a little bit of Peyton Bowen plus Ted Roof on a busy, busy Sooner Wednesday right here on the ref. Alright, welcome back into the show. Was the off-the-air show pretty good? It was good. How about this? Alright, go ahead. Does it concern you when you hear defensive players talking about how difficult this or that is to learn? Because we, this is the question that was posed off the air. And okay, I'll get, okay, I'm all ears. I'll, I'll give proper credit because Kelly called in and was asking it. Oh, I love Kelly. Very, very smart fan. No doubt. And 
obviously of uh, our mind set because it's like, uh, am I reading too much into this? You know, Dude, it's like really my life, like overanalyzing every little morsel. Right. So, hey, I'm here for that. But uh, we did hear some of that last season. Oh, you know, this is complicated or that's complicated. Is that an early alarm bell sounding? Or is that just a little bit of camp talk? I, I My but, initial response was, hey, I kind of need more information. And I hate to say that, but let me watch a little bit of football, and I'll tell you that I'm concerned or I'm not concerned. Okay. I, I, I like your patience because you know me. I'm preaching that in today's modern media world. So Kelly's concerned because Reggie – I almost did it again. I almost said Reggie, Reggie Hammond. Reggie Hammond. Oh, by the way, thank you to the handful of Knippelmeyer Chevrolet texters who pointed out Reggie Hammond was 48 hours. <laughs> Axel Foley was Beverly Hills cop. And I should know that because there's one, two, and three. 48 hours. So we didn't even get the reference right. I didn't even get the reference right. That's on me. Uh, Eddie Murphy has a couple of bangers from, I guess, what would that be? The mid-90s that he doesn't get enough credit for? 48 hours. Trading Places, fantastic movies. I like The Golden Child. I do, but that's just me. So my bad. That's a horrific mistake. I should be fired on the spot for confusing Axel Foley with Reggie Hammond. You know, the, the, the content was great, but I just can't believe you didn't get that reference. Do you? Yeah, you didn't get the reference because the host botched it. So Kelly's concerned because Reggie Pearson sounded kind of confident in picking up the defense, unless... My attention droned off, and he ratcheted back up how confusing it still was for him, which it seemed as if that may have been a bit of the case. Yeah, and I just think in general, anytime folks are talking about, hey, this is really, really complicated, the question to some degree would be, hey, eh, do you dumb it down at all? Uh, So how is Oklahoma approaching the thing? Reggie Pearson is somebody that's played a lot of football, right? Right, So. Probably he should be able to pick things up quickly, but what about everybody else? Right. How is that going? Was it the 80s? No. <laughs> no. Um, but someone does point out that Reggie Pierce can now be called the new sheriff in town. Do you, are you getting any of these Eddie Murphy references? Did you get the real to Chris one? I, 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 I want the knife. Please. No, okay. I'm afraid that I don't. And and I wish uh, that's I wish my, that I did. That's my man, Realtor Chris. That's from The Golden Child. Whenever he goes to meet, I don't know, the only way that he could talk to him was if he, like, rolled this thing. If anybody could help me stay organized here and just collect a list of movies or shows. Okay, so we're starting this show with <laughs> – the untold Johnny Manziel. That's right. We have added somehow the Golden Child, Forty Eight Hours, and Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, you've got a lot to do tonight, Josh. <laughs> and I'm always bringing up wrestling, so we got to start with old WCW pay per views at some point. And I'm not joking either. If somebody wants to compile those lists, I, I would very much appreciate it. So the concern is over the challenge of the defense. I like what Victoria writes. Literally hot off the presses. Reggie's super smart. It's been in two different systems, so picking up the defense seemed a lot simpler for him. However, he was the one helping young guys understand the defense. However, 
He said he wasn't happy with his first scrimmage, and there are always things to work on. Yeah, I guess I could see, Victoria, as you point out those statements from his post-practice interview, how it can be a little bit perplexing. Yeah, man, I'm uh, picking up defense pretty well, teaching the young guys. Didn't have a good, uh, didn't have a good practice. Oh no, just so it's good. That's really good. That's bad. I understand. It's like a roller coaster. Are you kidding me? Oki Drink Slinger, Beverly Hills Cop was in 1984. That's 40 years ago. What was Eddie Murphy like? 19 when he made that? <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, I, me thinking that was in the 90s because as we intertwine. Oh, you practice reports with Eddie Murphy's, you know, IMDb here. I think you were thinking of Beverly Hills Ninja. That might have been it with Chris Farley. I remember being a kid and my parents, who were still married at the time, I wanted to watch Beverly Hills Cop bad. But now that you mentioned it was in the 80s, I remember I was too young. And I think it was the first thing where I was like, when I become an adult, that's the first thing I'm going to watch is Beverly Hills Cop. That wasn't true. Um <laughs> I wouldn't get too worried about it. I think it's good. It's a little bit of camp talk, right? It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of camp talk. Nobody, nobody at Oklahoma's camp or Texas's camp or Ohio State's camp or Alabama's camp ever came out and said, "Ah, this defense isn't that complicated," <laughs> right? As Mojo Eraser points out, too, a few of it's like, "Yeah, we've heard that buzz about Reggie Hammond at Cheetah." Okay, gosh, I did it again. <laughs> Reggie Pearson at Cheetah. Um, I, I like I said, I maybe so. I just I felt like whenever these guys signed. Every single one of them signed in some way, shape, or form to play Cheetah. It's like, Phil Pachati, what are you uh, coming here to do? Uh, cheetah. cheetah. It's like, oh, okay. Which, again, for those that I, I know, our buddy Andrew Shepard always likes to push back against the overuse of Cheetah. Cheetah is basically the Roy back. It's basically a hybrid. It's just the name that different coaches give that position in their defense. Outlaw, I've heard the uh, – Cowboy back, I think, is sometimes used, and maybe that's a little bit different, but everyone has a unique little spin. And Brent Venables couldn't take the Roy backer to Clemson. He had kind of had to rename it. But Mojo Eraser writes, there's like four to five guys working at Cheetah. It's too much, in my opinion. All of them are potential starters. But to what Reggie Pearson said, it's not as if that's all they're working on. It's like, ah, you're a Cheetah, that's it. They're cross, I would say cross-bracketing. But they're cross-training. You know, they're, all right, so I'm working at the cheat if he goes down because I'm really comfortable here at safety. All right, well, do I need to be working more at safety because I fall? I, that, I understand your point, Mojo Eraser, but I think in the way that they learn, everyone learns a little bit of everything. <laughs> okay. That's pretty good from the 918. That, that might be texts of the day that just popped in. <laughs> That The Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line has already had the best text of the day. You can all step away because the 918 writes, maybe recruiting cheetah types is like Patty Gasso recruiting shortstops. Everybody's playing shortstop. Everybody's shortstop. That's my favorite story, or one of my favorite stories. Uh, Sid Romero tells it all the time in 2015, whenever they were in, that would be fall ball, right, before the 16th season her first year. Coach Gasso said, all right, everybody go out to your positions. And everybody went to shortstop. <laughs> all the great. new players like went to shortstop outside of Shea Knighton. Uh, 
oh gosh, these are all so really good, man. And they all have a <laughs> they have a reference to the Golden Child or Forty Eight Hours or something on that front. Uh, here's here's one. Here's one that I think is is a fair point early on here and and on topic on this conversation about about basically learning the defense and understanding things. Maybe recruiting. Oh, hold on. Did I just read the exact same text that I just tried to read? <laughs> it's from Here's could, the problem. Here's I could the problem. do it over again. No it's, big it's deal. It's from the same guy. And so that's where I got to screwed up and try to do my job properly. The alternative Rumors Grinch defense was just told to flow to the ball, quote-unquote, not too complicated. So, in other words, to your – Any uh, concerns. Any concerns over whether or not the defense is too hard. The 918 says, always the alternative. Rumors Grinch defense just told to flow to the ball. Well, but initially it was – they had to, like, dumb it down, right? It, w- it was more complicated, was it not? Yeah. And then and then it was, hey, maybe we need to dumb this thing down. Whatever. Where's some of the old school fans that remember their outrage in like 09, 10, and 11 before Coach Venables went to Clemson? If my memory serves me correct, that was always one of the biggest complaints from Sooner fans when there would be defensive struggles, right? Oh, this thing is too complicated. This thing is – too hard they're making this too challenging there's too much you're putting on these guys plates no wonder there's a bust in coverage here you know that that had been a constant talking point and I guess you could say the early 10s like 08 09 maybe even 2010 some but I have always been of the belief that if your mindset is yeah you just got to make it easier that's fine and that that's good but Football is not necessarily easy. There's complicated aspects to it, and there's things that you need to understand, especially with all the nuances. Is, did I just say nuances? Is, is All the nuances of the college game and, and the rules. You can always simplify, right? Sure. You can't go back and midseason typically make things more challenging, right? Yep. Or more advanced uh, in terms of language, what you're doing. So, you, you know – you got a base defense you can run, simple stuff that you can get into, and then the the more complicated things, and that's what camp is for, is to hopefully figure some of this more complicated stuff out. And here is a really, really, really good point from Travis to put a wrap on this, and then we're going to hear from Peyton Bowen to kick off next hour in Ted Roof. Boy, this first hour flew by somehow. This <clears throat> there, writes Trav, has to be at least for learning the cheetah since it's a hybrid between backer and nickel and safety. Situationally, you either need a linebacker, a big body type, or a coverage guy. It's not that it's cheetah one through four. It's more nuanced. Oh, yeah, he's right. And some would push back and like, nuanced? I only saw Deshaun White on the field last year. Fair. But it's also now you've got that depth. You've got those more bodies that have learned it and understand it more. Yeah, uh, more versatility, more guys that could uh, plug in as more of a linebacker-y type or more of a coverage type. And, uh, frankly, just more options that you trust, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe. It sounds like. <laughs> Competitive depth, Josh. Oh, a Competitive buzz Competitive depth. All right, listen, we got a break. These are really good. The Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Best way to get in touch with the show. Hour one, as always, brought to our buddy, Mr. 59, Mark Van Hoos, Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com. 
405-735-1167. It's the Plank Show. Text next on the All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Remember how I had promised at the end of the show yesterday we were going to spend some time catching up on text messages? Yes, prep page. I, keep, I keep forgetting that we get new text every day, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that, so, that does make it challenging. Maybe we have to just have a segment on Thursday or Friday where it's the best of the texts that we missed because that prep page is full. Uh, kudos, everybody. I think I think cooler, calmer heads prevailed yesterday. I, I want to tell you guys just something completely away from just football and this station. Parker Thune's one of the greatest dudes I've ever been around or worked around. Right. And he grinds. And I know that he was taking it a lot yesterday because of the Williams-Winari situation. And I, I got a couple friends of mine that wear me out. I'm just here to tell you right now, there is no dude that grinds harder. And to hear him, I would have taken – I mean, there's people that would have taken the day off. Parker came in here, wore it, took all your questions, comments, explained himself beautifully – I just think he's a stud. He's a star. An absolute rock star. And we're blessed to have him on this station, and we're blessed to have him covering recruiting. He's not, he doesn't go in there with ulterior motives. He's just trying to find every single piece of information out about that kid to pass along to you. So, you know, we, I, I know it's tough. And all, not just for Parker, but all the guys. I just felt like Parker, because he was there, <laughs> kind of had to wear it a little bit more. And I just... I wanted to throw every single little bit of support that the Plank Show, I'm sure you're in on this, Plank and Josh, behind Parker, stud. Absolute stud. No doubt. And it's recruiting. It's, you're not going to bat a 1,000. You're not going to bat a 1,000. And I get the Oklahoma fan base, though, is like, well, oh. stop telling me these guys are coming here and on and on and on. But Oklahoma, Williams Winery said it himself, Oklahoma led throughout this recruitment. And That's, then things change late. I think if you don't want to know what the process is like, don't subscribe to the sites because <laughs> it's going to be a roller coaster. And like, a lot of times. Uh, like Parker, I thought explained yesterday. Uh, I don't remember when it was. Probably multiple times with Steely. It's not as though he's telling you every single player on the board. Oh, Oklahoma's leading. It's no. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, he's he's grinding like you said to get this information. And Oklahoma was in a great spot for Winnery. It's why they were right there at the finish line. But obviously, it didn't uh, didn't work out. I'm going to get a way. T-shirt that says "I'm a Parker Thune guy." I'm going to start wearing it everywhere that I go. It's just going to be my thing now. Also, great hair, great hair. Very <laughs> envious of that hair. Uh, quickly to the text line. We got a couple of minutes before the end of hour one. As always, brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. VHFence.com. Four zero five seven three five one one six seven. From the four zero five. It's just like Emmett Jones says. He doesn't recruit a receiver for a certain position. He recruits a receiver to play all positions so that if, say, someone goes down, you can feel that section pretty quickly and not have to worry about it. Same goes for the cheetah. A lot of dudes in the cheetah. A lot of dudes in the cheetah position, but there has to be. Yeah, but there is. Here's my pushback. Very slight here. I don't think you're going to be putting like a – Five foot six guy on the outside. Not that there's a lot of five foot six receivers in college football, but you get my gist. I mean, there's going to be dudes that are outside receivers as opposed to inside, but there's also dudes that are going to be tackles as opposed to guards and centers. And as Bill Beanbow has always taught us, that is his way of training. That is how that offensive line is going to be taught. They're going to know everyone's responsibility. So uh, while there might be different body types, they're all going to know. While there might be different body types here, they're all going to know. I, I, I love it. I absolutely 
Love it. Um, this is from the 402, and I think this is really good. I remember listening to a podcast that Teddy and Antonio Perkins were on and said their defense had such versatility that they played a majority of plays in one call no matter what the offense was in. I believe the call was Overdime Pirate 5. Now, I, wa- I read that really slow during the commercial break to make sure that the 402 wasn't trying to – and happy birthday to one Ben Dover. Ben, I hope you're having a great birthday. I read that one slow a couple of times just to make sure you weren't trying to p- fool me. But Overdime Pirate 5. Ted, does that ring a bell? You got the super secret text dose online. So what you want. You want versatility. And the game's changed a little bit over that time. Rules are a little bit different. But I, I, I have no problem with the defense being challenging to learn and with guys still learning the defense, even if you know they've been on campus for a year. You're always ABL, always be learning. Teddy even talked about it the other day that he felt like one of the reasons why maybe there was a little bit of a challenge in that scrimmage was because it looked like at the practice he was at, they were installing some new things, and there was a lot of conversations, and maybe they were just learning. ABBA, always be adding. Always be adding. ABC, always be closing, which is what we've got to do for this hour on The Ref. ABT, always be tackling.